are rocking right along on Caregiver SOS On Air, rolling into the conclusion of each of our shows, which is Take 10, a discussion, a topic thrown out, and Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist, deals with addictions and caregiving, and Carol Zernio, nationally known gerontologist, bat around a topic. I'm Ron Aaron. And last week we talked about tedium. Now we're at the other end of the spectrum, are we not? Independence. What do you mean by that? Well, I was recently speaking at a conference in Houston, and we were talking about, um, we actually, you know, we talked about isolation when we talked about tedium, but we were talking about isolation and, and, and what it's like to be a caregiver and what it's like to be a senior. So my question, Jamie, is in the United States, we value above all things independence. And sometimes independence is may not be the best thing when you need help and you need to care for somebody. So what is the role of, you know, what does independence do for us as caregivers in this society? Do you think it's a problem? Well, independence has got so many, you know, definitions here. And independence in terms of, of being free from, from, let's say, things that, we need to prop ourselves up with. I think we're talking about interdependence as the optimum state. Independence, you know, that's a question of freedom and being, you know, having your, let's say, your emotional issues, your anxiety and everything kind of in check. So it's a, to be independent, I should say, you need a self-care plan. Because if you're not independent with a self-care plan, chances are you're probably depending upon something externally. And that never helps our self-esteem. Well, and we were talking about the way people are beginning to organize themselves differently now. Um, so, you know, once upon a time it was the family unit. Everybody lived together. Then, you know, the children stayed in the same town. Everybody was close by. We took care of each other and maybe even lived in the same house. You know, and then we went to all the Dell Webb properties and older people went and lived in these, you know, communities and had somebody else taking care of them and, you know, we kind of gave up that role, and now people are creating their own communities where with the village movement um, and some movements where you buy houses next to each other, you take care of each other, help each other take care of your loved ones, and it's kind of like a whole new community. You know, it's totally that. Support has to come from, from this interdependence I'm describing. And for instance, this is a very cultural issue. You know, if you look at for instance, Asians or African-Americans or Hispanics, independence has a different sort of meaning for them because they surround themselves in a powerful way with their extended family. If you look at Anglos' independence, often that really does mean independence, and and you don't have those connections as much to the extended family. Well, and the the result of that is you have the older person, you know, maybe living, living alone or living, caring for a loved one, with without the supports and feeling like there's something wrong if they have to ask for help. Same issue the caregiver faces, asking for help. They don't want to do that. Does the independent senior not want to ask for help, Jamie? Well, the independent senior is, is really grasping onto their independence as almost the, the bastion, the last bastion of, of being here. It's a beautiful thing to be independent of, you know, artificial props or even you know, medical sort of remedies. It's, it's a wonderful thing to have your two feet on the ground and be that way. But that's why I believe that this whole caregiving process needs to be communicated, discussed, and it needs to be kind of 
titrated, meaning you kind of have to wrap yourselves up around a loved one without suffocating them, where you allow their independence to be primal, to be the first thing, to be priority. But obviously they can only do what they can do based upon what they have. So if it's a cognitive impairment, the system needs to adjust accordingly, get closer, get more supportive. But if it's not, and it can be independent, we need to move out and let them be independent. I heard a neat story the other day. A woman uh, bought a house on our block. house went up for sale. She lives in Dallas. She's moving down here to be closer to her family. She's 90 years old, got a 30-year mortgage. That's optimism. <laughs> That's optimism. That's also, unfortunately, probably not a good remedy for a reverse mortgage if she still has 30 years left, but... Um, that, that's a fabulous story. And I think independence is changing, isn't it, Ron? I mean, my father's 87. He goes to work every day as an immigration attorney, whereby I see people, you know, at 70 that, that doesn't have the vitality or independence he has. Well, when I was a kid, 60 was old. Yeah. I mean, I just turned 60. And whoever thought, you know, the who said, that, I hope I die before I grow old. And somehow we believe that. And now we live beyond our means in many cases. That's right, and the Who's still on tour, as you know. And guess who's coming back this summer? Grateful Who? Dead are touring. <laughs> so we we'll have a seance. True story. Jerry, no, right? well, well, Jerry Garcia won't be with. He'll be with, with them in spirit. They'll all wear Jerry Garcia ties, but they're touring this summer. Well, not to make a rock and roll analogy, but if you remember the Deadheads that did go with him. Yes. They were all interdependent as a community. They would go from city to city. Uh, I don't think they were really independent either because drugs and alcohol were a huge part of their yes. lives. Yeah, that's right. So I think there was great dependency. But I think that independence is something to be valued. But I also think it's something that we need to really honor in our, our seniors and our caregiver and adjust accordingly. And to do that, it requires you to take care of yourself. So that, you know, you, you can have boundaries. You can have a safe vessel. and People can feel safe with you. Well, there's independence. I'm sorry, Carol. You look so disappointed. <laughs> I didn't mean to jump in. Go ahead. No, I was just no. going to, I was going to say. <laughs> Poor Carol. <laughs> that what, what people may be looking for is dignity. And sometimes, you know, if we can help people maintain that dignity, then giving up the independence, which sometimes we have to do when we do need help, when there really is more than we can do. Well, and take the um, car. Well, and that in life may be better in a community. It takes a village. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. Uh, so the question is, how do we, how do we maintain dignity for the caregiver, for the loved one, so that everybody still feels valued? even though they're having to ask for help and do things that maybe they don't see as helping, as being independent, which has such, you know, high value in American culture. You know, Carol, that's a great point, and I think our listening audience needs to understand that independence does not necessarily mean staying at home, that independence may be best served in an assisted living environment, a place that's trained, has social programs, that have people to allow somebody to be independent but also to be able to take care of their own medical needs. And so, you know, we often confuse this independence for the fact that we're going to take care of our loved one forever. Well, we may be fostering great dependency in that, doing that. Well, and I think that's an excellent point because we don't associate skilled living facility or assisted living with independence. We think that's the opposite, and we don't realize that as somebody has Alzheimer's in a safe environment, you know, sort of a gated community, 
uh, where they are free to roam. I'm thinking of a facility I know where it's built in a square, and the caregiver can just walk and walk and walk and visit and visit and visit, and they're always just going to keep going around in the same circle, but it's a nice big circle with interesting things and different people along the route. Um, and it's very safe, but that person can be very independent where somebody wandering around a regular neighborhood at, you know, out of a normal home, that would be a dangerous thing. At risk. So it's a great it's point. It's a relative thing. It's independence is relative. And I, I must tell you, your point taken uh, that that doesn't necessarily happen at home. It can happen in assisted living. It can happen in a residential environment. My mother hated the residential assisted living because... Her point was they are all old. All those old people in that. Yes, yes. And she was right, of course. She was one of them, but didn't see herself that way. Yes, my 97-year-old aunt does that. You know, I'm sure our time is short, but to to really start discussing this with your loved one of what independence means to them and all these contingencies and mitigating factors of aging that we can bring up and actually discuss if our loved one is cognitively able to discuss... I don't think that we can do that too soon. I think this conversation is an important one to, like to Carol's point, to see what dignity is and what independence is and to share this with your loved one. Well, and and I think the conversation also needs to be about, you know, painting that picture about what you want life to look like. And maybe you're willing that you, you realize you're willing to give up a few things, give up some of that independence to get those other things, that feeling of community that support that allows you to get out. You know, maybe you may have a fuller life if you're just willing to let go of a few things. And and maybe that means independence to you, but it could be a good thing. I like that. Dr. James, she gets the last word. If you becoming independent, then you too have time to take care of yourself and become independent mind, body, and spirit as well. Got to say goodbye. Thank you. Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zernio, you've been listening to Take 10 on Caregiver SOS On Air.